0: Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years.
1: Driven deep to left field. There it
2: goes. See ya! A long home run for Cody Ransom!
0: The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best, never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game Podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. Yo!
2: And we're back! The boys are back. The boys are back. Found a little fade in there, huh? Yeah, I, I worked it. Wow. I'm good at that roadcaster. Cody Ransom here. Yes, that is me. Cody and hey. Brock Wyatt. I'm hey. Brock Wyatt. You're, we are both your hosts today. We're happy to be here. We have some. Hey things to talk about today. We don't have a guest, but we have Brock and Cody. We have two guests. Brock and Cody. We're gonna talk about you Brock today. Well yeah. Oh. But Cody's gonna have a lot of good input. I'm gonna have some comments. Yeah. <laughs> so um I don't I don't know if I talked about this in the previous episodes, but You did mention it. You mentioned you were getting ready to do it. Yeah. Um Let's talk about how it started. So the wife came up to me one day. And for everybody out there, like, I always look for things to do with my wife. And I would suggest everyone do that. But, you know, I always want to do activities, especially if they're outdoor activities. Like, just to spend time with her because we're so busy working and doing other things. Any moment I can be with her, I'm going to take advantage of and so, she comes up to me and says, Hey, you want to go hike the Grand Canyon? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I've hiked it as a Boy Scout. And we've done some trails. We did have Supai and Bright Angel Trail. So, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, there's, what, hundreds of hikes you can do over there? There's lots. Yeah. Like, a lot of different situations you can do. So... You can put yourself. It's really <laughs> some really good situations. Yeah, so you know, she's like awesome. I'm so excited. I'm like cool, perfect. And then we moved on. And she's like, okay, we're gonna do it in May sometime. I'm like, awesome, sounds fun, can't wait. I mean, I go hikes. I mean, this last hunting season, like, there's a morning we did 14 miles. Hiked all the way to bottom of this canyon, chasing elk, and then we hiked back out. Was I smoked? Yes. Yep. Did I take a nice nap after? Absolutely. Had a nice lunch. Then we got after in the afternoon. It was a so, tack last year we did. That one day uh, we did, what, it was what f- 12 or 14 12 miles. 12 or 13, yeah, somewhere that there. That was a hard hike, too. The first one was rough. Because it was hot. Yeah. And it was loose, a lot of loose rocks. We didn't have water. Well, yeah, because there were supposed to be stations. There's supposed to be stations everywhere. And they the first water station they had was like, like 14. <laughs> no, it was like 20. Oh, was it? It was, it was de- like It was at the very it was. end. It was after you shot a 300 yard shot at a ram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when I saw that water. Almost. I, when I saw that water, I, I was like. Heavenly heavily, heavily father loves me, appreciate this water, yeah, so yeah, um yeah it's so like, so let's let's but then I found out what the hike was, yeah, she says, "Oh, we're going to rim to rim, I said, what <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean <laughs> rim to rim, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's like a marathon, she's yeah. like, yeah, you said you wanted to go, and I'm already planning it, so it's you're already, in
1: it's already planned, you said yes." You didn't give stipulations. And
2: then all these people are saying they're in. So now my ego gets involved, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm in. Got to do it. I even talked to Cody about it. I'm like, hey, what I need to train? He's like, just do a stepmaster, you know. And so I did. Some. Some. Not a lot. Yeah. The part that you didn't do was the pack. Yes. Right. I that, and you didn't do it outside in 100 degrees. I did not do it outside 100 degrees i didn't have pack i didn't have my gear situated i just i truly underestimated the seriousness of what i was about to do well i think that
1: the part that gets a lot of people in hikes is right like you see people out and like carrying their baby on a hike or you know what i mean like People go out in dress clothes or, or their street clothes, right? And hike and then yeah. you got the other people on the same hike that are, you know, huge huge water bag on and yeah. hiking clothes and shoes and everything and like you get into these things and you hear, Oh, it's a hike, right? Like, oh we're going hiking. Yeah. Well, it's a little
2: bit different. It's uh it's much different. Yeah. It's uh so and I honestly didn't even prepare uh, Like, equipment-wise, till the day before. (laughs) Like, I found out the day before my camel pack that my wife had bought and I didn't buy was not big enough to hold a 3-liter. I did know that I will chug through water. My body needs a lot of water all the time. And if that's soda, water, and everyone would be proud to hear, I brought zero soda on this hike. Zero. I was proud of myself, it's but really good. Um, so I ended up using my Sika pack. It was it's a big pack, and then I continued to load it with like unnecessary things, <laughs> like you know, 40 Smith and Wesson and <laughs> extra clips. You never know. And I could have done a subcompact. That would have been a lot smarter. Um, I just brought, I just, like, survival kits and all this other stuff that's, like, I probably shouldn't have brought, like, an emergency blanket. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so hot you didn't need no blanket. I'll tell you that. I need an ice towel. Yeah. Ice so,
1: I just looked it up. 21 miles, right? It was twenty twenty three and a half and a half from
2: north to south. Yeah. It's um, actually 26 and a half. Is it? On my Coros, yeah, I marked the whole... What, dude, I can't tell you how cool the Coros watch is for that. It really, like, if you have the whole thing, the Topo and everything downloaded on it, it looks yeah. cool. it's pretty cool. I mean, it showed everything for me. It marked every... I'd get this little buzz every time I hit a mile, and honestly, that was, like, a little motivation for me. Like, every time I hit a mile, it was like, boom, 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 and I was just, like, I was keeping, like, a... Every 20 minutes, I was hitting a mile. I was feeling good. Like, we're rocking and we're rolling. Oh, so here's here's something. I had my, I had Scarpa's Um, boots that I bought just for this. And I put my favorite insoles in for them. But I didn't try them on before.
1: Mm.
2: And, but I had this, like, insole. If you have a gut feeling to bring something, bring it. Because my gut feeling is like, bring an extra pair of socks and insoles. Because I was thinking, if my feet get wet, I hate my feet wet. Mm -hmm. So, and then, what if, I don't know why I brought extra insoles, but I did. And, um, I destroyed my feet the first 12 miles. Because the insoles were a little too big. Mm-hmm. And it was putting way too much pressure on my toes. And then I ended up losing, like, three toenails. Jeez. From, and it was all because of that. And uh, I whipped out those insoles. I put in the other ones. I had to trim them up to make sure they fit right. And it was like, if I would have done that from the beginning, I would have saved myself so much pain. Yeah. From doing that. But... So, like, maybe try them out before? Yeah. Like, maybe try your equipment out. See how it works, you know? See if you like it. Try everything out. Maybe go on... So, full disclosure, I went on two hikes before this hike to prepare myself. That was my preparation. It was two hikes and probably three gym trips and 45 minutes a pop on the (laughs) Stairmaster. And, I mean... I I just didn't have time. To go do I, let me rephrase that. I didn't make it an important effort. I didn't make give you didn't it make time. I didn't make time. I could have made time. Mm-hmm. You I, just you just thought it was going to be easier. I thought it was going to be a hard hike. I thought it'd be a kick in the balls. Right. But I thought it would be like. Any kick in the it. balls. Right. Like, we've been down to the bottom of the canyon, how mm-hmm. to get your ass out, and it's just a kick in the balls. And you're like, that sucked. So, and reading here, this thing says uh,
1: 14.3 miles and 6,000 feet down to the bottom. Yeah. And then on the way back out, 10 to 12 miles or whatever you said, and then yeah. 4,500 feet out. Yeah. So, like, that's it's a lot of work. So is the bottom, um, like the river's down there, right? Yeah, you, Colorado. So is, it, is it sandy, like on the, beach, or on the sides,
2: or is it... <sighs> so, just to give everyone, like, how it went, um, we had to, like, camp up... We camped Jacobs Lake. There's a... If you ever want to do it, you have to camp at Jacobs Lake. There's inns there. And then you drive into the park in the morning and get dropped off. And they have a shuttle that actually, what people do is they park on the south side... And then they shuttle over to the north Mm. and then hike down so the car's already over. My brother, uh, we paid him just to be our chauffeur. Yeah, so he dropped us off, drove around the south. Um, And we got dropped off 5 in the morning, and it was 30 degrees. And I wasn't expecting 30 degrees. I was expecting like 40 and so I put an extra, just a little thin layer on, knowing I was would be getting rid of it soon. And I didn't want it to weigh a lot. Me so it's, wa- what's that? Eight thousand feet or something up there? Yeah, it's something about like eight thousand. And it's thirty and windy, so it's kind of nipply. But um, so we start hiking, and once you start hiking, heart oh, starts wow. going. Right. It's not a problem. Um, and it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. The colors, the everything, the trees, the the looks, and there's so many different looks that you can't even describe until you go do it. And everyone said, "Hey, once you get to the bottom, it's called like Phantom Ranch. Mm-hmm. You gotta get the cool. You gotta go drink the lemonade. It sucks, but uh, you have to get the lemonade." And so, um, do you know, like when? Oh, by the way, I forgot my sunglasses and hat. Ooh. Yeah, because I was, like, I was so, you know, like, when you're rushing? Like, you jump out of the truck, and it's freezing, so you're trying to grab an extra layer, and you're, like, people are just, like, running around, and then all of a sudden, like, it's gone. I wasn't even thinking of sunglasses. It's pitch dark. So, I'm literally, like, never hiked in my shoes, got it pack that's too heavy. <laughs> I uh, never used any of my equipment and here we go. And let's let it rip. So I we get and I, you know what I told myself I said before I kind of got an argument with the wife because I said hey we're going to hike at my pace and what we're going to do is every five miles I'm going to take a ten minute break. And at that 10-minute break, 10, 15 minutes, I'm gonna get some food in me and I can get hydrate. And even if I don't want to take the break, I'm going to take the break. I didn't do it. You start getting into it, and you're like, let's just drive,
1: mm-hmm.
2: let's just push this. Like I'm not even that tired. Let's just hammer this. Let's go. You know. And so we get to Phantom Ranch, and I'm like, oh, dude. I didn't do my plan. Like <laughs> I need some lemonade. I got two things of lemonade. And here's where I went wrong. When you're when you're working out really hard, do you do f- you feel hungry during the workout? Like right out, like when you're like physically exhausted. No, no. Yes, neither do I. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not even hungry. What do I do here? Mm-hmm. I ate some peanut M&Ms. Mm. And. Um, that's it. I ate peanut M&M's. So what's so good about the lemonade? Nothing. Why do you have to get it? Because it has ice in it. Oh. <laughs> and here, there's an older gentleman there that's like, hey, they sell ice at the bottom. He's like, hey guys, you want, we got this extra half bag of ice, you guys want it? And I'm like, we good. My wife got some, and I was like, no. That was a mistake. Should have taken the ice. Yes, should have taken the ice. So, we start hiking. We take about 30-minute lunch break and get refreshed. My feet are feeling better. It feels like my feet are finally okay. And you know what was weird? Like, I twisted my ankle a couple times, hiking down at, like, mile marker 6. And it was, like, severe pain till about mile marker 12. Thirteen, and then it went away. Hmm. Didn't bother me the rest of the time. Walk it off until like (laughs) two days later. I started. It was swollen up. (laughs) Hey, walk it off. (laughs) Literally, legitimate definition of that. I mean, they have so there's a Bright Angel Creek Mm -hmm. that you're hiking next to. It's gorgeous, and you you like crisscross back through bridges, and you're just walking. You're walking through a canyon. Down to the next canyon because there's all these canyons that break off from Mm -hmm. each other, and like, and then you get to the real deal, Grand Canyon, and you see the Colorado River, and it's like, this thing's huge. Yeah. We don't see that here in Arizona, Mm -hmm. it's giant. And then you walk, and when you're walking down that first 15 miles, there are cliffs edge as you're on the trail. We're talking like a thousand feet off. And it's funny because Taryn has pictures, and, like, I'm always hugged up against the wall. Because my thought is, like, we're hiking. We're out of breath. I don't want a misstep, and then I'm fumbling around. No Uh. rails or anything. Just straight cliff drop. And, by the way, it says, um, hikers uh, make way for mule trains. Oh, yeah that if the mule train that you have to stand off and let them pass you and I'm like "Um, I don't care what happens to me if the mule train's going I'm going to be against the mountain the mule train can go on the outside yeah they can take a dump off the side of the cliff not me so um, we get to and I found out later ...what the hardest point of the hike was. And it was something you would never imagine. And it's there at the bottom. And it's there. Like you said, it's a little sandy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I hot, hot, right? Oh, my gosh. I can't describe the heat. It was different. It was 106. But, like, I've been 106 degrees... It felt like it was 120. And hmm. It felt because, like, the rocks were reflecting off mm-hmm. and getting, you, like, it just, there was no green. Just hot. And you're exposed. Mm-hmm. There's no shade. And then you're hiking in sand. And I didn't realize. I Sounds lost. just awesome. It, it, <laughs> I didn't realize how much more energy the sand takes out of you. Yeah, lots. Lots. And I'm going, and I am, which is kind of weird, because we just stopped, right? Mm-hmm. We are feeling good. Now we're, like, mile 18 to 21, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, what did I do? I started getting scared, because, like, I'm I felt feelings I've never felt before really I thought I was gonna die like legit I thought from heat or from heat Mm. heat exhaustion and I was super upset with my wife because she kind of like kept going and she kind of left me behind and I'm like and I kept going because I was trying to catch up with them and when I finally met up with them finally with her I collapsed on the ground and I'm like what did I get myself into like I got another you still had what five miles left
1: or something
2: yeah seven I had about more. six seven miles left and I had the five thousand feet out of to climb right and I'm like that three mile stretch zapped every ounce of energy I had. That was hundred times harder than the first seventeen miles I did. The first seventeen miles that's what I was expecting. Those three miles and I I'm like I was scared. I, I I've been in situations before riding, flying, airplanes having bad landings in airplanes, I've had quad accidents, I've had I I've had near death experiences and never did I feel the feelings I had hmm. of like if I keep going, I'm going to die. And it's hard to explain to somebody what heat exhaustion is. But I definitely had it. But I was pushing through the heat exhaustion. And that's where. I was getting myself into trouble. So. Got in the shade. Some. And I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe you can help me out with this. Um, someone had said if you. You put Alka-Seltzer in a bottle, and it helps you out.
1: The heat exhaustion?
2: Or not necessarily heat exhaustion, electrolytes and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know what it does, but, like, I threw an Alka-Seltzer in, and I, I drank it. And then I had to go shady spot to shady spot, you know? And then my wife, you know what wives do, right? They just don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm driving my wife crazy at this point because she's like, she now she's dragging me along. And my wife's crushing it, crushing it. She prepared thoroughly, and she is crushing it. I also don't think she understood, like, I'm like a cast iron block. When I get <laughs> hot, it takes a little bit longer it to cool stays, down. It stays warm. Than, you know, the, the aluminum block she's carrying around. So I felt a lot better once we get around this corner and there's like uh, the Bright Angel Trail comes and connects. And there's like a group of other people and they're feeling the same way I'm feeling. Really? Maybe it didn't get to as bad as I got. But I was able to take a break there. I was able to get some water, cool me down, fill up the rest of my water. And then, they, the hardest, they say the, to me that was the hardest part of the hike. They said, okay, you got one more stretch of really bad stuff, which is called Devil's Corkscrew.
1: What a name. Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> it's uh it's the steepest part of the hike. And then, There's no shade. You're all exposed, and it's the hottest point of the day. It's 106. It's just... Can you believe, like, you would start at 30, and then you're sitting in 106-degree weather? No. Like, it's crazy. It's bananas. So... But the elevation's, what, about 6,000 feet different? Is that right? Yeah. Wow. To me, I thought... For every 1,000 feet, it changes 2 to 3 degrees. So, like, you know, 6,000 feet, you'd think about 18, 20 degrees difference. But, like, what? I guess on top, you're looking 60 to 70. Like, how's... And then I would expect it to be, like, 90. I was wrong. It was 106. I think it's because of the rocks reflecting against each other. And it just, like, creates, like, this convection oven down there. Makes sense. Um... Once again, all this gear is coming to haunt me. Mm-hmm. My yeah. buddy told me to go buy those uh, cliff cafe, um, Cliff blocks. Have you heard of those? Mm-hmm. I actually went to Sportsman's to get them, and I couldn't find any. Mm. And so I tried. Um, Talking about, like, the gummy block things? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. He's like, you got to get those. You got to get those. They'll help you push through things. You got to get them. Gatorade makes those, too. Yeah. And somebody down there gave me two because they, they just looked at me like, oh, I don't know if you're making it. <laughs> Here you go. And then someone else gave me, like, a squeezer, energy squeezer thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I hit those two blocks, and, dude, I got I got through devil, devil's corkscrew pretty easily, pounded right through it, had to take breaks, and push through it and then we get up towards it's called Indian Garden and um we took another break there topped off with water um and then we um we it was the then that's when the all the elevation starts that's where the switchbacks start you know and my wife's like let's let's do this let's get out of here before dark and I'm feeling good because there's a lot of people that left like 2, 3 in the morning and we were blown by them. So I was like, even with me almost dying, we're still passing people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Taryn helped me out. And, uh, She helped carry my pack a little bit. And it's embarrassing to say, but I needed the help. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> She's definitely more fit than me. Now, at some point, I felt like I could have carried my pack, but um, she didn't trust me. so. So that leads us to the next part of me falling apart, and that was a half a mile left. And it got dark, and I'm like, I was, it was just, fr- I was frustrated, and, and like, if it was weird. It didn't matter how much I stopped, I couldn't get going. didn't matter the rest, it didn't matter the water intake, I couldn't get going. And I was getting frustrated, I was pissed, I was mad, I was like, I just, I couldn't understand what was going on. Like, I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't, This, all these things were going. And I remember a clear voice coming into my head saying, you need to eat.
1: Yeah, because you haven't. Yeah, I hadn't eaten. You had peanut M&Ms, which are sugar. You got a little bit of protein and fat, but. Yeah. And then you had cliff
2: blocks, which are sugar. All sugar. Yeah. A little bit of sodium, but. And at this point, my wife's like. I think she's she's about to take the gun out of the pack and just do Put a, you Out of your misery. Do a, a what do they call that like a honor killing. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, have you seen those stinger waffles? Stinger waffle the food. It's like a it's hiking stuff like. Uh, I've heard
1: I've heard of them, but I've never like tried them. Cookies, I know what like, you're talking about. Yeah,
2: and I had bought some of those. Because someone told me to, and they had them, so I just bought them. And I crammed one down, drank a bottle of water, and imagine this. Felt better. I I hiked out the rest, the the next three quarters of a mile, without stopping.
1: Mm. Food's crazy, right?
2: I experienced a lot of things. I experienced a lot of things in myself. I felt feelings I never felt, like... I've been in situations where I couldn't do something, mm-hmm. but there was someone always right next to me that could get me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like when I was flying a plane, I was doing this approach, and I was having a really tough time lining it up, but the guy next to me knew how to do it. He was j- I was just learning, and that was hard to pass the controls over to him, but he taught me how to do it, go back, circle, and I do it. This was different because it's all me. Mm -hmm. No one's getting me out but me. Right. My wife, as much as she can carry the pack, she's not carrying me out. So, yeah, that was a hard pill to swallow right there. Like, this is all me. Like, all me. So, I'm happy I did it. I'm happy I was able to get through it. I am happy that... I was able to push through those mental blocks, you know, the, the stuff in between my ears. Yeah. I wanted to test myself, you know. Hey, I haven't prepared for this. Can I make myself do this, you know? Could anyone really do this if they push themselves in their ears, you know? And, heck, I didn't do any of my plan. I didn't have the right gear. I mean, I had all odds against me. And, you know, we figured it out. You still did it. It gives me hope for the next time. And let me be clear I want to do it another time. I actually had a lot of fun for, well, get, for getting kicked in the balls. Next time you do it, I think
1: my wife said she wants to do it. I told her about it. Yeah. It's, She's like, I'll do it.
2: I think it's a great... I was, af-
1: I was afraid that was going to be the answer she gave, so...
2: you love it. There's a lot of fun to it. It's some of the most beautiful stuff. And I think we just hike it a little differently. We go more tech. We get all the things I didn't have. Everything I did, will do the opposite, and we should be fine. <laughs> you know, like, I've lived
1: here my entire life... Born and raised anyway, lived in a lot of other places, but my mom, uh, growing up was like a a, a local like uh I don't wanna call her tour guy, but she did like destination, you know, events or whatever, right? So like they would go to the Grand Canyon all the time. She's hiked it I don't know how many times. I've really? never been to the Grand Canyon. Really? Never. never. My wife has never been to the Grand Canyon. Well, what a way we're to born and raised it. here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just kind of crazy to me that we've never, like, actually been to to the Grand Canyon. You know what I mean? We've been by it, yeah, um, but never hiked it. Never. I always wanted to to raft the Colorado. I want to do that too. We used to do it in in, in Colorado when we had our, our growing up up there. We used to go rafting every summer.
2: Yeah, there's so many places to raft up there.
1: In Colorado? Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. We we had that house in Durango that was, you know, down from Purgatory and Oh wow. The Animus River there and we would really? yeah, every summer. And uh so that's that's something I would like to do. I don't think my wife wants to raft. But I would enjoy that. I had a good time doing it. Yeah. That. Um but yeah, like that's something that we've talked about doing and cool. Probably going to, so
2: well if you're doing it My wife's in, too. Well, that that means you're in. We're all in, dude.
1: Well, yeah, I told her when you were going to do it, and she's like, oh, I would like to do that. I'm like, oh, sweet.
2: (laughs) That means I got to train for it. Yeah, you probably are a lot more trained than I was, so um, you should be okay. You know what helped out a lot was uh, walking sticks. Yeah? Helped my knees out a lot. Really? Going down, going down, and mm-hmm. then going back up. Like I was able to take some pressure off my sore legs. Mm-hmm. You know, going up, it it really did because like everyone, because I've had knee problems, mm-hmm. and everyone was so worried about my knees. Here's the funny part: I recovered the fastest out of everybody. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm good. I'm like, good. Yeah, well, you want to do it again? They're still hurting. <laughs> So, um,
0: I've got some knee stuff for you. Oh, sweet. See if it helps out. Help me out. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball, after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, one performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from t-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, one performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Roly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Roly White is family owned and operated and is now expanded to five locations including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer fifth wheel or bumper pole Rolly White can get you what you're looking for they carry all the big names including Genesis Supreme Vortex, Attitude Wolfpack, Raptor Forest River and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis we all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook Instagram and online at RollyWhite.com
2: So that leads us into our next topic, which is I'm going to make a commitment here on the show. It's time for Brock White to get healthy. I'm going to invest into myself. It's the best investment you can make. Let's talk about how I can prepare better for this next. I think the biggest thing to me Losing that wi- weight is a huge thing. So, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get healthier food-wise. I'm going to get healthier with what I'm drinking. I think it's time to put the Diet Coke in the past. I couldn't agree more with that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many different ways to do it that work. There really is. The, the best way to do it is one you can be consistent with. Yeah. Right, so there's like, you know, there's a hundred different ways to go about it. Whichever one, the one that's gonna work the very best is the one you can do consistently for the longest amount of time. Period. That's the best workout program. That's the best meal plan. That's the best everything, is one that you can stick to and do it for a long, long amount of time. Yeah. Um, and make it a a lifestyle change, not just a. You know, a, a short term like resolution or whatever. That's why New Year's resolutions suck, right? Because it's not, you're not making actual actual lifestyle. lifestyle change. Yes. You're just doing something because whatever, right? But if you, like, can buy into something and give yourself, you know, room for error, I found, I've done it, personally, I've done it both ways. I've done it where it's super strict and and you're not allowed to, like, you know, divert from the plan or or the meal plan or the exercise program at all, and it works, right? But mentally, you have to be all the way in, yeah. and you don't look forward to it as much, and there's days you dread. Those are actually the best days for you if you can get through those, though. The way I'm doing it now, it's kind of like a an 80-20 kind of deal I was telling you about where, you know, 8 out of every 10 meals have to be – uh, what I'm shooting for, right? right. And, like, if, we, if we're going to go to dinner and I want, we're going to eat out, fine. Um, you know, we just had my daughter's grad party, and we had Mexican food, and, like, I ate everything. Yeah. Right? So, like, to me, that's not a problem. but So you can still live life. And that's the biggest thing for me is, is I'm not training to be an athlete anymore. Yeah. Right? A professional athlete or a, an athlete that actually... Has something to train for, yeah. Other than just life, um, and so I want to give myself. You know, if, if we're gonna go out with friends to dinner, it's it's cool, right? Or if, or if my wife and I want to go have pizza, cool. Like yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I also want to, you know, try and put myself in a position to to be the healthiest version of whatever I can be. You know, we get, you know family history of a lot of stuff, right? Cardiac stuff and whatever, but like, like, how do we get around that? Yeah. Like, change change the direction of what's going on. So um, there's to me, sugar's the number one culprit of everything bad. Period. Like, it, it, that's real
2: sugars, fake sugars, like, all of them. Right? Like, so what what's, um, yeah. What do you say to the people that say diet coke, uh diet soda? What's it have in it? Fake sugar. Mhm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like what what is the fake sugar? Why does it make it so bad? Just yeah, it's it's a chemical. Like it's, <laughs>
1: Cause right? it's it's not natural. It's it's not real. Like yeah. it's you know, it's something that was is gem- genetically modified it's it's made like in a lab and it's It's not good. It's it's just, and, well, it's no sugar. Well, okay. Okay, but what's it do to you? It makes your body (laughs) think it's getting sugar. Sugar is
2: probably better for you Mm. than the...
1: I would say, like, maple syrup, like sugar, kind of sweet honey, stuff like that. Yeah. If you need sugar, go with that.
2: Don't go with the... You would say do that over, like, a um, zero sugar syrup? Personally, I would. Because it's natural. It's natural. Just don't do a lot of it. Sample. If you look at an
1: ingredients, right, and there's yeah. a whole bunch of things listed other than what you're trying to have, then it's probably not good.
2: That goes under the whole thesis of the paleo. Like, it's processed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, processing is not good for you. Your no. body's not made to design to process processed foods. Right. I I I just told you I did
1: um I started this like animal-based thing, right? It's like I said, it's it's not paleo, right? It's not anything. It's not like keto, strict. it's not keto, it's not paleo, it's not anything. It's pretty much almost all my meals are animal-based and I'll add in like whatever fruit
2: or vegetable I can find at my house. Are you do you eliminate any fruits? Do I? Yeah. Are there fruits that you will not eat because, like, they're too high in sugar or whatever? Personally, no. So because I, I don't take in a lot. So, like, I might have an apple
1: a Kay. day or a couple peaches because yeah. off the tree they're great. Or the apple tree, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, nectarines or whatever, which
2: are higher in sugar, those ones. But, like, I don't have a lot of them. But that at least gives your sweet tooth something to, mm-hmm. like,
1: you know, yeah. have.
2: Right. Like I'll eat watermelon, um,
1: peaches, apples, nectarines. Like those those things are grown around here. So, um, like I'm, I know what it is. Right. So I'll so I'll eat it. So that's far from the animal-based part, but like my main meals are all based around that.
2: Yeah, the 90% of your food 80%. In, 80% yeah. percent of the food intake is animal based. Like try to be, yeah. And that includes cheese for me cuz that's animal based. Right.
1: Um eggs, meats, chicken, you know, some fish, whatever. Yeah. Um but that being said, like if I
2: want a pizza, I'm going to have one. Cuz that goes into the 20%. Right. As long as you're monitor so if I eat four out of every five meals are good, so like like every other day you could have something really, I mean legitimately
1: every day, pretty much like if I eat five meals a day, like I can have one of them that's
2: not so great
1: yeah, but i I don't you know what I mean like you I kind of try and play it out so it's maybe twice a week but but if if it is
2: in fact you know eighty twenty then great so instead of having a cheap day you just have a couple cheap meals or something within a good meal you can like like
1: i'll have a, a steak and you know uh
2: french fries or something
1: yeah yeah i'll put like a potato in the air fryer and make fries yeah right so i might have a few of those with my steak yeah or you know whatever um Like I said, I'm not as strict, and I'm not trying to lose weight, and I'm not trying to... But that's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But it's realistic for me, and I'm able to kind of sustain that. And if I want to be more strict, or I want to, you know, try and cut some fat or whatever, like, I know I just have to take those things out. Yeah. But I also know if I want to gain a little bit, I just add in some carbs.
2: I add in white rice you know, whatever it may be. So if you want to gain weight, then you're adding in more carbohydrates because is that what's feeding the muscle? Using that for energy instead of the fat, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: But, you know, I'll eat uh, avocados and half avocado a day
2: probably. Half? You don't want too much of it? Eh. For me, that's what works.
1: Yeah. But it's been, you know, years and years of... Trial and error. Yeah. You know, so I I just know what works for me, and that's the biggest thing. But if there's something you can be consistent with, you know, you're going to see results from it. Um, Whether it's – now, that can go both ways. If we're consistently doing bad things, you're going to see the results, and they're not going to be what you look for, right? It's going to be weight gain. We're going to be sore and hurt and – out of shape and all the other things, right? That we, cause we see these, these habits trend in the wrong direction. Yes. But that's consistency in the wrong direction too. So when we say be consistent, we have to be consistent in something that's beneficial to our success.
2: Yeah. Your body.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's different for everybody. Like we all react differently to different things. So anybody that can say like, this is the only way to do it. I, I just don't believe in that. Cause like my wife and I, for example, like we kind of, Go off different things. Yeah. Like, I I need different foods than she does. Like, I can eat red meat every day of the week. She can't do it. Yeah. She'll have it maybe twice a week. Yeah. But I, I could literally eat that almost every meal and be just fine.
2: You know, it's funny you say that because I remember hearing a podcast about this guy. And he did an experiment. They both, They checked their blood sugar before they ate. And uh, they're both like 100, right? Mm -hmm. They both had one cup of rice. Mm -hmm. They ate it, and they checked their blood sugar after. His blood sugar was like 250, and hers was at 100. Insulin sensitivity, yeah. Yeah, he was just more sensitive to that. So Mm -hmm. he knew he couldn't eat that. Yeah. It's a big deal. It really
1: is. Your body just reacts differently to different things and the chemicals and... You know, everything just kind of make it work differently. That's why I was saying you got to find something that works for you
2: and then figure out what that is first and then be able to stick to that. You know, I really like that attitude because there's so many people out there. It's like, this is the only way. If you do anything else, you're pretty much killing yourself, (laughs) you know. I I mean, the only real thing that I think
1: has been consistent is that people say that, you know, Sugars it is is the consistent thing for me, right? That is in every single, whatever you want to call it, diet, meal plan, whatever, that you eliminate.
2: Sugar is definitely the most addicting drug there is. Without a doubt. And I'm as guilty as anybody. Like, I love chocolate. Yeah. Who, I, I think everyone in the world is addicted to sugar. Well,
1: everyone in the U.S. probably. You know. Because we put it in everything.
2: That's funny you say that. Because when I lived in Santiago, Chile. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that what they had, they still ate, like their meats were a lot dirtier than ours. And they still ate a lot of meat. A lot of meat. Mm -hmm. But what they did eat. A lot more than we did. were fresh vegetables, all the time. Which I feel like, and like you said, there's not a lot of sugar down there. It's avocados. It's fresh bread. It's everything's fresh.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's probably when I weighed the least amount of weight ever. I was also hiking. Like I'd walk 12 to 15 miles
1: a day. But yeah, I was gonna say couple that with the the amount of exercise you were doing—that I mean, those two things—yeah, go hand in hand. Yeah, like as far as it uh, getting in shape, like an exercise program or a you know a fitness routine or whatever you want to call it, like uh, one that you can do every day is going to be the best one for you. Like I can give you the best program in the world, or somebody else can, but if you don't follow it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right, if I only do it one or two days a week versus a program where I can do five days a week. The mediocre program I do five days a week is far better than the one I do once a week. Yes. And so it's got to be something where, you're co- if you're committed to that, it's got to be a lifestyle change, not just, you know, a short term like I'm going to do this and then you do it for a month and you see results and you're like, oh, I'll go back the other way. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like I said, I started doing this this whatever you want to call it this different way of eating but not really I just cut some things out and ate actually more meat than I was eating um, more often yes and I I think I I think it was like six pounds I dropped and wasn't trying to that's pretty amazing for me like I've always lost weight fast it takes me a long time to gain it I can eat kind of whatever I want
2: And not really gain weight. See, I'm like the complete opposite where I gain the weight fast and it takes a while to lose it. Mm -hmm. But I also, I never practiced good nutrition growing up. And I was so busy with sports and everything. I could eat whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. And then I never learned how to dial it back once the sports quit. Yeah. I wonder how many... How many times that happens to athletes? I I see a lot, especially with guys that,
1: like, I played with or against that you see now. Yeah. That were in shape when we played, and now it's like they're 50 pounds overweight, you know, all of a sudden. It's only a few years after we were done, but, you know, you get used to eating late at night and not great food and grabbing whatever, and I I think it's changed professionally a lot now. I mean, they have chefs in every clubhouse. Yeah. And so it's – it's – The whole lifestyle is different now, but guys that, you know, 20 years ago that I played with are, you see, like I said, you see a lot of them now and they're, they look bad and they
2: hurt and, you know, it's, they just got used to eating the same way. You know what? On top of that, I notice when I eat healthy, my mental health is better also. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Clear. It's like. Like a clear head. You feel better about yourself. Happier. And on top of that, you couple that with working out, mm-hmm. then it helps even more. Yep. It's like, and if you can work out and eat healthy, that extra, I don't know if it's endorphins or whatever it is, it empowers you for the rest of the day to continue down the path. Yep. But for whatever reason, if you don't start like that, it's so easy not to follow. Right? No. So I, I told you a little while ago, I, I've done
1: 75 hard twice. Yes. And the the full 75 days, and I'm actually on a 30 day one right now. Um, like phase two, 30 days. But the first 75 hard I did, I did to the T. Yes. And it was great because it made you do it. And if you hold yourself accountable and you follow it like you're supposed to, and you're honest with it, you, you can't slough off, right? Mm-hmm. can't do it, or you have to start over, and that's character, because I know a couple people that did it, and I would watch them drink at dinner or whatever, you know, have a drink or whatever, and it says no, alcohol. no but they, alcohol, but they would still post that they can com- post, right that You're, they completed it, and I'm um, like, well oh wait, you um, definitely did. I have
2: a picture here.: But
1: who cares? right? Who cares? So at the end of the day, for them. It actually worked out still because they were way closer to doing everything the right way. And they were consistent, right? They may have only had a couple
2: drinks, you know, maybe one, or one night a week or every couple weeks. Because it was like a 90-10, 80-20.
1: Yeah, it was just a better version of what they were doing.
2: It was more like a lifestyle than like a only 70 days. Right.
1: So the 75 hard is tough. Like, it's really, really hard to be that consistent and that. But you talk about a mental challenge, like, super challenging mentally. Like, cause you walk in the, you know, the diet I was following, I'd walk into the pantry and I'd see, you know, something I wanted to eat. And I'd grab it and I'm like, God, I can't do that. Right? Or or some ice cream in the fridge or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. I want to scoop of ice cream. Couldn't do it. Now, the second time I changed what my meal plan was, to kind of accommodate those cheat, not really cheat days, but eating off plan, right? Yes. Because it says in there, no cheat meals or no uh, alcohol, right? But I, those weren't cheat meals for me because it was actually part of the meal plan. The meal plan's uh 80-20. Right. So I was allowed to eat those things the second time through. So I'm, I'm sure we're going to get kicked back on this saying that's not it. But for me, it was it. And for me, it's all that matters. Like You're I knew, I know for me no. it was beneficial. Yeah, it helped me kind of follow a plan and have a checklist every day, and that's what I like about it. Is I like that, the and checklist. I'm promoting like you know. that thing because it like it's not for everybody. It's not, but for me, it's got it's got a checklist. Here's what I need to do today. Here's you know how I'm going to eat. Here's you know the workouts I got to do. Here's the critical tasks. Right, the the visualization yeah. the Everything.
2: So what? You have to work out. Do Twi- it at work? twice
1: a day. You have to work out outside. Twice a day, one has to be outside for 45 minutes. So, so it could be a walk. I pull sleds. Yeah. Or you know, if I'm on the field at practices, that counts as a workout for me. Yeah. You, what's the idea behind being outside? Um, I don't know. Other than like sunlight, you know, vitamin D, all good for you. Getting in. Just getting out and moving is probably the biggest thing. And it could be just a walk. Yeah. You know? Um, I really like having to be outside for one of them. Yeah. Uh, it makes you kind of go get out in the air and, it, you know, whatever. Good shooting your bow be a workout. Yeah. So, uh, for a while, I would shoot and then pull a sled Yeah. there and back. And then shoot, pull a sled there and
2: back. And I would do that for 45 minutes. You know... How important is that to get yourself a little tired and then go shoot? Mm-hmm. Get yourself, like, prepared for that moment. Because the odds of you just being, like, just... Hopping out of the truck and... Super fresh? It, not not realistic. No, usually you just hike, like, seven miles, and now you have an opportunity to let one rip. So, I like that. I like... um the longevity yeah. of lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. doing a diet plan that is not so extreme, but it's something that you could do the rest of your life. Right. And it's what you said. Whatever you can do for the longest period of time, you will have the best results. That's it. Whatever you can do that promotes
1: good health. Yes. Cause I could eat pizza every day. That's probably not going to be beneficial. No. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No. But yeah, if you can, if if you can find something, you can do consider whether it's walking for, you know, thirty minutes or it's, you know, eating better. Right. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just cut some stuff out. Yeah. Perfect is obviously what we're striving for, but realistically. You know, and and the lifestyle now and where we're at and all that stuff, like, good is better than not. Yes. Right? Like, just do good. And then it'll get better and better and better as you go. It'll get easier to cut those things out. So it's like, it's always evolving, right? And like I just told you I'm going to start training kind of like I did when I was playing again. Right? Like, more athletic, uh, more jumps, yeah more running more stuff like that and the only reason behind it is because i want to be better right when i get older like if i'm if i'm hunting or hiking or we're at a tacky van or and you fall or you start to fall can you catch yourself yes and as you get older right 70 whatever if you fall can you catch yourself like, to me, the most important thing is being able to catch yourself if you fall, whether it's with your legs or your upper body or whatever. Yeah. So if we don't have that strength, that's how you get, like, critically injured. Yes. Right? If we lose the coordination and the strength as we get older, then we're kind of, you know, fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. So, like, there's, I'm going to start doing that again, and I'm going to keep doing that as long as I can. My knees were bothering me when I got done playing. My feet were bothering me for being in cleats and spikes and all the training and whatever. They feel better, right? I've been doing a lot of stuff for my knees to, to try and help out, and um, the knees over toes guys. Stuff's pretty good. Really? Yeah, I really like it. the the backward sled drags and some of the mo- mobility stuff and slam board squats. And like, it's pretty cool. Um, it's the exact opposite of what. We've been told forever
2: that will work. Is this the thing Zach was, Zach Kratz was talking about? Um, I think he interviewed somebody and said it pretty much changed everything you ever thought.
1: I do not know. Huh.
2: Yeah. Don't know that one. He's, Zach, he's a character. He likes to tell you everything. So (laughs) he, uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like he told me about this person.
1: He's all over social media. I mean, knees over toes guy, and we need to have him on. <laughs> Good luck. He's pretty popular now. I think Rogan just had him on.
2: I mean, we. C- boy, I, I didn't w- say we couldn't. It's like, why wouldn't he want to be on? You're Cody, and I'm Brock. Play the game, bro. We play the game. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, his like I I did
1: his stuff for about six weeks, eight weeks something like that and like it was a noticeable difference as to where like i think i was running the other day at practice and didn't bother me wow um and i was kind of like kept going because it was like sprints right like running after balls and whatever and, and that's i mean they're still sore you know after a squat day or something and my feet and ankles are are different than they used to be, but they you know yeah. they spent a lot of years getting beat up. So, but trying to to get those back to where they need to be, and you know for us in the fall now it's getting ready for for hunting season and and the tack and you know those events where we're going to hike ten or twelve miles at you know minimum and yeah. be able to shoot and do all the other things. So that's that's kind of the important. Important part for me is, and and then, you know,
2: being able to keep up with the kids. So I'm going to give an update every week on my path. Mm -hmm. And this podcast is going to keep my feet held to the fire because it's my 40th birthday this year. Mm -hmm. 40 for 40. I'm losing 40 pounds. And I'm not going to be the. How long you got? I got October
1: 1st, June. What's today? Seventh.
2: Four months. Ten pounds a month. I think it's doable. Without a doubt. Yeah. So first twenty will be easy. It's the second twenty.
1: That's where the you commitment's know gonna come in.
2: It's gonna be you know, who knows? We can get to fifty, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what we're capable of, Cody? If I can switch the mind. Capable of whatever you want. If I can get the mind switched, we're going. Um, there's one more thing I want to talk about with you today you had a big event this last week last uh, I don't know two weeks ago you had a daughter graduate oh yeah that was a big event you yeah. have a daughter old enough to graduate high school yeah what were your feelings um
1: many there were uh like there's no way she's old enough to graduate high school there's um you know she just the other day she's a little little girl running around the house you know in her princess slippers and and dresses and she's uh she's off to college in 2 months so like 2 months tomorrow um super proud of her like she's a great kid love her to death uh don't want her to leave um but she's, she's always welcome back home but she's um yeah, yeah she's she uh, she and I get along real similar personalities um but she she changed me as a as a man right like when she was born, so I knew I had to be better for them um, but yeah, it was tough man it was it was graduation wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, and I think that's because I know I got to go drop her off in college in two months because
2: she's still here
1: she's still here yeah, her and her friends are still here. So it feels uh, like, like it still <laughs> feels the same. Every day. Yeah. Um, it it does for now. Like, you know, because graduation, we just had our party over the weekend, and that was great. A bunch of family and friends came, and, um, you know, just kind of going through everything. You see the pictures from all the years, and, uh, you know, it's it's part of getting older, man. And I just – I know what my parents went through when I left. <laughs> so it's – um. Yeah, I, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of the, you know, the person she is um, and, and all she's accomplished so far, and she has a lot more for sure in her. Um, she's going to do something real special. So she's going to go play volleyball for as long as she wants, uh, hopefully four years, and yeah. see what she wants to do after that. But, um, yeah, she'll be up in Colorado and go visit often.
2: Um, it's a pretty place to visit.
1: Beautiful, the campus up there is unreal. And
2: maybe we need to find a landowner tag up there yeah, we I'm can go. I'm working on it. Go find. I got
1: my. I already got the coach's ear on it. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey man, you know people. Well, well, she's like
1: from that. there, so the coach is from there, and her assistant coach is from there, so they know a lot of people. So I'm like, hey, we need a little hookup, but yes, we do. But they um. Yeah, so the, the graduation was my wife and I, you know, uh, super proud of her. and She graduated with honors and all that good stuff and did a good job in school and stayed out of trouble and knock on wood. But, you know, she's a good kid, man. She's a great kid. Good big sister uh, to my son. And, yeah, I can't say, say enough good things about her as a person. So it was – it was definitely not easy, but it was it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so, like I said, two months from now it's going to be pretty tough. I think when I got to drop her off, I her. think
2: I think that's going to be the ticket. It's going to yeah. be the one, right? I um, I don't envy you.
1: It's all part of it. You'll go through it too.
2: I know. <laughs> I'm, it's scaring me because when I got into your life i think she was like just barely getting into high school Mm -hmm. she was just a freshman and now she's graduating and it's like when we met my kid was like six or five and now um he's 10 and he's walking around no shirt trying to flex he's such a dork
1: it just get worse yep and mine's 14 doing the same thing so
2: yeah, boys boys just never it's stop right. walking You know around what folks though?
1: You have to let them be boys. Absolutely. We get uh like our our the school that the boys were in uh you know the, the academy was it started with a lot of girls at at it and these baseball kids came in and started there, right? And teachers weren't used to it. And it's not their fault, but they're trying to act like they're the girls, right? Like they treat them like they're supposed to be like the girls who at that age and that they're all athletes, right? So the girls there are, are pretty disciplined and tamed and like they're, they have a goal, right? And the boys have the same thing. But the boys, like boy athletes at seventh and eighth grade are supposed to have like that mentality, right? Yeah. Like, Everybody wants to be the alpha. Everybody wants to be the dude. And they kind of act like it, right? So, for the teachers, I I had a meeting with the, I had a call to the principal, like, kind of have to let this happen. Like, you have to talk to these teachers because this is exactly what we're looking for.
2: Well, yeah. We want
1: guys that want to be leaders. We want guys that want to be in charge. We want guys that want to be great. Right? So, their mentality needs to support that. We can't shelter them and make them, like, quiet and like we can't do that I know know? so my kids keep not my son but like the kids in the program keep getting in trouble because they
2: they're not in trouble though
1: but they're not at all
2: they're not I I have a problem with that I told them you have to let boys be boys you know I experienced that myself yeah because I was not a bad kid I was just It's like when you have a high-performance dog Mm -hmm. that is trained with all these pedigrees of he's an excellent whatever it may be. Well, those dogs all have a lot of energy, Mm -hmm. and they're alphas. Yeah. And then we have these kids that are athletes. They're alpha males, and then you try to lock them up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. No. It doesn't. That's when they get in trouble. Is
1: when you try and lock them up, or you try and hold them back, or you try to try to not let them be them.
2: And the problem I have is when people label them as a bad kid. Yeah, because they're not bad kids. They're well, that's good where you got to be really
1: careful on who's doing the labeling yes. and why. And that's the so that was the biggest issue for me was like you gotta let these these guys be guys. You know what I mean? Like this is what you this is kind of what we want. Like You know, we want them to be, like, you know, that type of human, like I do. Maybe not everybody, but me, right? The kids that are in my program that play for us, like, I want them to have that mentality. I want them to go out and want to be the best at every single thing they do. Yes. And if they're not, figure out why and work better at it. Work harder at it. You're not going to be. Learn to deal with failure. But don't be okay with, like, not being successful be okay with mediocrity it's not okay for me and I want every kid that comes through our program to have that same mentality I want them all to have like this certain swagger and and you know body language and carry themselves in a way that they you know that rubs off on people and that people notice and it's not for everybody and like I've said a lot of times our program isn't either but you know
2: you look in life at the people that are successful and like yeah, so my boy comes up to me last night, and he's like, hey, you know, I didn't tell mom everything. I'm like, well, you need to tell her everything. He's like, well, I didn't want to tell her that I got kicked out of basketball at school. And I was like, why Why'd you get kicked out of basketball? He's like, I was playing too rough. And I was like, you're not in trouble. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Just find out what the rules are. Follow the rules. And if you're getting in trouble for being too rough, be as rough as you're allowed to be. Without getting in trouble. Without getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm okay with you being rough. That's fine. Yeah. Because aggressiveness you can't teach. Mm -mm. That's what people wish they had. And I'm going to let you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, try to neuter your aggressiveness. Mm -mm. Because... That's what you want in the business world. It's what you're saying. All the things you're saying. Mm -hmm. Let them be boys. Let them go out there and push each other around and be boys. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Because when they're done with that basketball game, they go in high-fiving, go in the classroom. And if you let them be that, when they go in the classroom, they probably are more attentive. Yeah, because they just
1: got rid of a bunch of energy. Yes. Right? Now they can go in and kind of... Focus it a little more. Go out more.
2: there and let them wrestle around. Let them push each other around. Let them do all that. Yeah. Let them have the most competitive games they can and get in each other's faces. And then you watch them love each other as they're walking in the classroom. Yeah, we've gotten rid of,
1: we've gotten rid of a lot of that. And now you see, like, the – I don't want to blame anything on anything, but you see a lot of um, the energy get focused in different directions. Yeah. Right? Where – It could have been, like, harmless energy. You know what I mean? Like, a little bit of of frustration or whatever could have been harmless. And it turns into, like, way more, right? Because everybody has to shelter it and you can't say anything and you're not allowed to do this. And we've taken a lot of the physical activity out of schools, right? And, we like, if you don't play sports, then you don't really have any anymore. You know, you're sitting inside and you're talking shit on – Social media to kids and video games. and I mean, I hear these kids talk like like they're tough guys. Well, yeah, and and they have a buffer, right? So all these people are allowed to do it because there's nobody in their face telling them not to. And so social media has opened up and video games,
2: you know, have opened up a lot of... It's a lot different when you go to school and you have to see the guy you just said that to. And then you have to have the consequence of him... Yeah, there's zero consequence online right now. Like there's not. You can say whatever you want, and act
1: like tough guy and then, you know, somebody from from, you know, back east can be saying it to me here like right? Yeah. But you got to be careful too. Like I mean, if you go looking for something, you might find it. Yeah. And like people don't understand that. They think they can just kind of say whatever they want. There's no repercussions.
2: You know, I was I was, uh, I was at home. The boys were outside playing. So they're four, six, and ten. Mm -hmm. And Ridge, my four-year-old, he comes in with a bloody nose. And and then the six-year-old comes in with a bloody nose. And then the ten-year-old comes in with a bloody nose. And my wife starts crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? When we grew up, none of us ever fought each other like this. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of those boys. They went and beat it out, and they came in high five. They're fine. They're coming in. They're not mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. They played really hard. They got all aggressive with each other, and they got to feel pain. Mm-hmm. They got that feeling of pain. They got the feeling of consequences when you say something dumb, and that, you know what? Even better, that four-year-old was fighting. Right. <laughs> He's the the younger one's always the toughest one, man. He's gotta he's gotta deal with the other stuff. Yeah, but you know, maybe that was a little much, but it's like I right. wasn't mad, I was like looks like they figured it out on their own. Right,
1: next time we know not to go that
2: far. Yeah. So I like I like what you were saying there. I think we got went over some good stuff. You gave me a lot of good information on the route I need to take for my my journey I'm starting. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we touched on uh, boys be boys. I like that. Boys, let, let boys. Let them be boys. Let them be boys. We need to encourage. And let girls be girls. Yes. Let them be girls. You know, like... I mean, we could get really political with all this stuff. I'd but rather not. I would rather not, <laughs> too. But I think that's a simple... Yeah, man. Just let's let boys be boys. Should let's, be pretty simple. Let's let them be boys. Let them have fun. Let them enjoy themselves. Let's not label them. If they go do something really bad, mm-hmm. then like, don't, don't even label them then. Don't label them. Just correct. I hate labels. Because for me, I was labeled. Mm-hmm. I was labeled because I was better than all their kids. And then I was super, you know, like I had ADHD and I was all over the place. And then they were just jealous. And then I had this label on me as a child. So I'm really sensitive about that because I know who I was. Mm -hmm. I was the guy that you wanted on your team because I stood up for the guy that couldn't stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. And for these parents to go around labeling... Like I'm so sensitive, I find out any parents' label like I just get instantly in their face down, yeah, because I love kids, I love all the boys you work with. I think they're all good, and they all have potential for greatness in something,
1: yeah, yeah and that's that's a good thing about baseball for me is that they they're gonna they're gonna fail like a lot, a lot, yeah, and uh jeter came on he got on social media last week, right? And they asked the question, like, if you could give one piece of advice to a, you know, to a kid or a young baseball player, what would it be? And he said, learn how to deal with failure because it's coming. Yeah. Very first thing he said. I could not agree more with that. There is failure every day in baseball, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout was just 0 for 26 before he got a hit. Joe Madden just got fired today. Like, those are guys, Joe Girardi got fired a couple of days ago. Yeah. Right. Guys that have World Series rings. Yeah. Right. Those managers. World Series su- managers. The
2: most successful people fired. in the
1: league. The best player in baseball. Over for twenty.
2: for twenty six. Well, yeah. I remember Paul Goldschmidt. Like, there's a couple of years in a row where he just started the season off bad. Stuff happens, man. You and how do you deal
1: with it? And how do you move on from it? And how like if he if he sits there and sulks on this, like he'll never be the same player he was right, 300-and-whatever-million-dollar mm-hmm. player.
2: Yeah. Like, you're going to be fine. He'll be just fine.
1: You just have to learn to deal with it and move on. But that, that advice for me, and I tell our kids that all the time, and it's the single hardest thing I have to deal with with them, is that they don't like failure, right? We, we shouldn't like it. We should learn how to deal with it. Like, be okay
2: and learn from it and, and move on. Oh, right there. That's what I love right there, what you just said. Learning how to deal with your failure would will decide your success in the future without a doubt because i look at all my failures and every every failure i have it's always if i take it the right way i grow so much and i'm such a better person i'm stronger it's crazy yeah so i think let's end on that let's do it thank you cody good talking to you buddy great great advice and um, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. I got some Baja guys that won second place and the promoter promoted 40 and I think we're try to get them on. We got some um Army Rangers.
1: Uh yeah, one's an Army Ranger and one was
2: something else. We have Alex DeHondral that he wants back on. He to wants
1: back on. He wants to talk about his hunts.
2: And that might be like a three-part episode. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we're we going to have to block out about seven hours of our life for Mr. Alex. Because we love him and we want him to tell us everything. Um, and congratulations on your daughter. Congratulations, Thanks. Ben. And, Appreciate uh, it. we'll see you guys next week. See ya. See ya.